Hi and welcome back everybody. I hope that you are having a wonderful day wherever you are. I hope that you feel well. I hope that you feel safe and content and thank you for clicking play and deciding to spend your next bit of time with me. I really appreciate that. So today is a Friday. If you could tell by the title, I have COVID. (laughs) It's so weird. I did not see this coming. I'll tell you the story. So Tuesday morning, so this was three days ago, I woke up. I was planning on going to 6 a.m. yoga. I woke up just glued to the bed. My body felt so exhausted. And I had a sore throat, which was really weird. And it's not that weird. Like, it happens. But I just rarely get sick. Like, I never do. I'm going to knock on wood. (laughs) my roommate that lives under me is like yes (laughs) but I was so confused and so it's 5 a.m I decide you know what let's rush through six o'clock yoga if you feel up for it you can go at 8 30. This shows so much progress with myself um normally I would just be like You made up your mind you're going to 6 a.m. yoga. I don't care how terrible you feel. But I'm learning how to be more gentle with myself. So I said, Raleigh, let's just, let's lay back down, get you some water. We'll stay awake, but let's just stay kind of slow. I think I slept for like another 30 minutes. Then I got up, got some water, read a bit, did some homework. Still was feeling a little off, but I started to feel better. My throat didn't hurt anymore. My headache was subsiding. I had drinking a bunch of water. So I go to 8.30 yoga. This was my first mistake. I've apologized to my studio. And I'm forgiving myself for the guilt that I feel for going to this yoga class. The yogis have been notified. They're fine. They're all healthy. And my boss has forgiven me. The rest of the day, I'm feeling kind of off. In the back of my mind, I'm like, you should get tested. You know, you're supposed to work today and tomorrow morning. Get tested. It'll bring you peace of mind. Part of my brain is like, what if you get tested positive for COVID? And then another part of my mind combats all of this and says, look, it's probably strep. (laughs) You probably have strep. Get tested for COVID and strep. When you get strep, you'll take antibiotics and you'll be back to normal in two days. So I text my boss, hey, I'm not feeling great. Should I get tested? And she goes, yeah, you should. So she covers for me for work that night. I go to the urgent care. I don't get tested until like six. 
because there was a really long wait list. Um, I did. I treated my day like normal. I went to all my classes. They were online. I had some online meetings. And then I go to the urgent care. And the first sign that I thought something wasn't okay is that the nurse didn't compliment me on my blood pressure. Every single time I've gotten my blood pressure taken, they compliment me. Same with my heart rate. They're always like, wow, that was incredible. And I'm like, thank you. You know, I pride myself off the fact that every time I get my blood pressure taken, I'm complimented. And he doesn't compliment me. And I almost said something like, isn't it incredible? Aren't I so healthy? I don't. He swabs my throat, takes both nostrils. It's a rapid test. So I'm waiting there for a few minutes, listening to a podcast, just kicking back. You know, I'm a little nervous, but I trust that everything's going to be okay. A doctor comes back in. Super sweet lady. You know, 10 out of 10. I've had a really mean doctor at this urgent care. Um, This was a different lady. Super sweet. She comes in. She says, hey, so your strep test is negative. And I go, oh, cool. Thanks. She goes, but your COVID test is positive. And my heart kind of stops. And I feel my face kind of blush. (laughs) And I go, oh, are you sure? And she goes, yep, and starts telling me all the rules and regulations and what to do and what not to do and all this stuff and uh, my head is kind of spiraling I'm kind of freaking out and I'm being told to quarantine I'm being told to contact this this, and these people contact the school do this do that and she can kind of tell in my eyes that I'm shocked and she goes I mean I'm shocked too can I like check your throat your ears whatever so she sees my throat she's like yeah it's barely red she listens to my lungs no congestion and feels my little whatever it is on either side of your throat she's like yep not really swollen at all and I went home that night and rested and cried in the car because I was scared and then I slept in the next day rested that whole day contacted different people did what I had to do rested again yesterday did a bit more went to a few classes actually I went to one class contacted more people did homework I feel very functional and I feel very normal, um, but the past few days have gotten tired really easily, and I've just kind of been tired. Today, I feel like any other day in the life, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just got off the phone with the doctor, I called them, and I said, look, I feel totally normal, can I get another test? And she said no, like it would probably still come back positive. 
you're still contagious even though you feel fine so you know we're just doing our part so that's my story um what we're really talking about today is for the past few days i think it's that this new moon in aquarius is kind of a big deal because aquarius like five other planets are in aquarius and all this stuff is going on and mercury is retrograding in aquarius so it's kind of like a big deal in the astro community (laughs) and i've just been really into astrology lately I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about astrogeography, which is super interesting, and I want to look up my map. I think you can look up your map. I don't think you have to have someone to read it, but it's basically put your chart across a map in a way, and it has like your Jupiter lines, your Pluto lines, your Venus lines, and where those lines cross within a certain number of miles of that line that energy resides for you so i'm pretty sure in the podcast i listened to she said that around your jupiter line i mean excuse me around your pluto line is a huge transformation so it's like tearing down and rebuilding and tearing down and rebuilding and it's just constant transformation And then on your Venus line, like, you're going to find love. And, like, that's just a very love-filled space for you. And it's so interesting because everybody's is different. Super cool. So before we talk too much about me and my chart, um, I want to tell you a bit about this new moon. And I know that the new moon was on February 11th, but we're lingering in this energy and it's holding on, you know, we're still in these, um, this huge Aquarian shift, which throughout my research, we haven't had this much Aquarian influence since the 60s. The 60s were the last time this kind of energy was around, and that's crazy because it's such a revolutionary energy. You know, Aquarius is a fixed air sign but it's all about creativity free thinking um having a fresh new look on things and that was so clear in the 60s and you know like in the 20s we're kind of figuring this out there have been a lot of things brought to light and this huge aquarian energy coming to earth right now is massive there's also the lunar new year the chinese new year is today the 12th and that's massive we have this ox energy which is really interesting um and it's interesting for me because i'm a taurus and that's the bull symbol and my moon is in aquarius so i I think there's a reason why I felt a massive stir up over these past few days. And I honestly think it's kind of the reason I got COVID. (laughs) I was meditating the other day, um, really resonating on the new moon and all the things. And 
for me, it's just all been about breaking down boundaries and finding the fluidity within myself. Um, And then last night I was meditating again and I just said, what is the lesson I'm taking from this new moon? And there was just a breath of fresh air just blown into my heart and I just felt it flow through me completely with no barriers holding it back it just flooded through me and it was really amazing so this new moon is all about starting these endeavors and kind of taking a leap of faith with it as well as approaching goals that we've already set with a new mindset. So it's really come at the perfect time if you set a goal with the new year. Now you can look back at that goal and say, okay, why did I pick this goal? What is my intention? How is the way I'm handling this working or not working? What can I change? What don't I need to change? Obviously, I think that you can do these things at any time. You know, obviously, you can meditate at any time. You can ask for advice or lessons or messages from source at any time. And I think that we all do. But it's just that there's a different energy on new moons and full moons. New moons are very potent for new beginnings, for restarting, for freshness, really, really being able to tap into that new moon energy of this restart and taking these next few weeks to work on that and develop that and then tap into the new moon energy or the full moon energy of completion is is so special and it really takes practice and intuition as well. I know that for me, I kind of like to have a structured way that I go about things and that can make my practices very, very internal. And that's something that I've learned about myself recently is that over the past few years, a lot of my practices have been super internal you know, a lot of my realizations have been about myself within myself. And I haven't really allowed myself to tap into the energies of astrology or the energies just floating around the world because I kind of lived in my own little bubble. And then I reached the point a few months ago where I decided... I'm ready to have a community and I'm ready to open up more. And especially in this past year, I've been able to tap more into astrology and the energy of the stars and the energy just floating around the planet and allowing that to rejuvenate me. I think I noticed last fall, I realized how each month, Prior to that, I had kind of tapped into the sign. And I didn't realize that in the moment, but upon reflection, I noticed that 
it in um, April and May, tourist season, my birthday, best season. I was really focusing on finishing up school and working on that May master I was taking and everything was super organized and diligent. That's also when I went to my Pilates teacher training. So everything was super um, structured. And then when Gemini season rolled around, I was having a bit more fun. I was being a bit more loose. The summer was just so exciting. And I was flowing with things more. And then I noticed... What is even after Gemini? Oh, in Cancer season, maybe I did get a bit more emotional. I love that that's what I think of with Cancer. Um... I think in cancer season, I did kind of make a few realizations about my life and about my future and what's in front of me, and my north node is in cancer, so that means where your north node lies is your soul's purpose and greatest desire for this lifetime. So from now on, now that I know my North Node is in Cancer, I'm going to spend extra time during Cancer season to really tap into that energy. That's awesome. Then I noticed like in Leo season, I went on a trip with my friends and I think I went on two trips and we were all having so much fun. In Virgo season, school was starting and I spent September so meticulously organizing everything and planning out my days and all this stuff. And... Yeah, upon reflection, I realized I've been doing so much in align with the stars and it's just been kind of flowing and I really love that that boundary's been broken down. So that's really exciting. Mercury is also retrograding right now in Aquarius and people love making Mercury retrograde memes. Um... Which is fun. If you don't know, Mercury is your planet of communication. And when it's retrograding, it appears to be moving backwards. So communication can become really wonky. And technology issues usually arise at this time. So make sure that you have been backing up your computer and your phone and everything. (laughs) I know I, last weekend, just spent like $10 getting more iCloud storage, getting more Google Drive storage, doing all the things. And I didn't even know Mercury was retrograding. I was just like, it's time. I need it. And that's what I'm talking about, like kind of being intuitive about these things. It's so cool. I love realizing it now. (laughs) I'm also talking really quickly today. And I think it's because, one, I'm excited, and two, you also saw in the chapter, I've been chatty. I've been chatty because I haven't really been doing much lately. We know that. It's what quarantine is all about. <laughs> but yeah, even like in the classes I would normally talk in, I can't do that. So i am just been feeling chatty. I've also been feeling super hot. (laughs) I'm totally kidding, but that was just like a joke I thought of last night. Does COVID make you super hot? (laughs) 
<laughs> because I took a selfie and I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> but I think that that's a really funny joke. And obsessed with astrology because that's what we're doing today. So I think before we dive into my chart, I want to do a little bit of drawing in from my favorite texts. Not really, but I have this book that's called Journey to the Heart, Daily Meditations on the Path to Freeing Your Soul. And I want to give you guys a reading from that. I also want to pull a card from my oracle deck, which is called Earth Magic. And it's really beautiful cards. And then I also want to talk a bit about what I've been learning in my yoga school. So let's talk about those three things, and then we'll dive into my chart. But first, I really have to go to the bathroom. So, Aquarius is an air sign. So many people might be shocked thinking it's a water sign because of the aqua. Um, But no, it is an air sign. And... I mentioned that this new moon energy is all about refreshing, taking a look at our lives from a different creative, fresh approach. And the other day, after I was meditating on the new moon, I pulled three cards. And the three cards I pulled were so insane. And I kind of want to align all this up with my quarantine and COVID because it's It's funny how it all works, and I'm making sense of this. Not, like, just science. Astrology is kind of science. It makes sense. But I want to make sense of all of my COVID issues with the stars. Because a side effect of COVID is being super hot, obsessed with astrology, and feeling super chatty. So, my three cards that I pulled the other night after I was meditating were wind activation which the next night when I was meditating I felt that breath of wind the other card was dawn which means new beginnings which represents new beginnings rather and autumnal equinox which is release i took these three cards as things to focus on with the new moon kind of what the new moon is symbolizing for me and with kind of messages for this quarantine so i'm quarantining until the 20th that's what my doctor told me which is literally when mercury stops retrograding Isn't that so funny that I'm going to be quarantining alone by myself, communicating with myself for the next eight days, and then when I'm out, Mercury's out? I think this is really interesting. So I'm really using this as a time to focus on how I have been communicating with myself and how I want to, as well as with others. You know, I can kind of take this observer's viewpoint and see how my relationships with others have been and 
different things to apply in the future. So I want to take a little photo booth picture of me drawing these cards for you guys. I was talking to someone and I was like, if only you knew what I actually looked like recording a podcast. <laughs> I'm like laying down, my feet are up in the air. Not today, but the last one I recorded. Let's see. Can you take videos on photo booth? I think you can, but I just don't know how. Okay, I got a picture. <laughs> okay. Angels, archangels, guides and spirits, any messages that you have for myself and for my listeners, our listeners. May they be transmuted to me through these cards. May I recognize that any thoughts or intuitions I have reading this is messages from you. Oh, wow. The first one that fell is mountain, which symbolizes strength. I'll read you what the book says about it and then I'll tell you what I think. I think it's also interesting <laughs> that mountain came up on this air sign stellium. It's kind of beautiful. You get what I'm saying? The, the differences. Here's what the book says. It makes no sense to deny the strength you have at the cost of allowing yourself to be reactive and subject to external influences far beyond what is healthy for you. Imagine yourself as a mountain of strength, solidly grounded in the earth, your head held high as if you were touching the sky, do so without straining, just as the mountain itself does not strain. The current situation calls for you to be vigilant, but not to the point of fear or paranoia. Be that rock of strength that you are capable of becoming. The solidness of your resolve will be clearly communicated when you model yourself after the towering immensity of a mountain, impenetrable and inscrutable. Standing steady like a rock is what is called for at this time. Wow, this is huge. And it really makes so much sense. Aquarius is a fixed air sign. A mountain is fixed in the earth, but it's standing in the air. You know what I mean? This is so interesting and so powerful. The book says to be certain in yourself, to be grounded in yourself. So whatever you are going through, know that you're trusted and you're rooted. Feel your roots. 
and allow yourself to just have a moment of peace. Don't strain. Never push anything. This is a message that I have been receiving so much lately and reminding myself of so much lately to not strain yourself, to not control. Welcome things into your life with open hands. There's no need to grip it. By gripping it, you're cutting it off. When you let life flow to you through open hands and you hold your own center of balance, there's no strain, there's no control, there's no issue. Everything flows so perfectly. How beautiful. Incredible. I love that. And I haven't gotten that one in a while. I'm really grateful that we got that together. Amazing. So, next I'm going to read you a little passage. Let's see what she says today. Today is February 12th. And it says, it's titled, Fill Your World with Color and Beauty. Fill your life and your world with the colors, textures, scents, and objects that are beautiful to you, that have meaning to you. Remember that we are connected to our environment. The objects and the colors in our world have energy and meaning. They have an impact on us. The more we see how connected we are, the more carefully and thoughtfully we may want to choose the items we place in our homes or our space at work if we have a special area. Because these objects and colors can reflect how we feel about ourselves and what is important to us. Objects have energy. They have energy already in them when we obtain them, and they have the energy and meaning we attribute to them. Choose carefully the possessions you want around you, for they tell a story all day long. Fill your world, your life, with objects that are beautiful and of special meaning to you. What articles and hues have you surrounded yourself with at home, at work? Is there a special article you want close to you on your desk, in your locker, or in your pocket? What story do these things tell about you, about what you're going through, and about your place in this journey? Choose objects and colors that make your heart smile. That is such a beautiful message. I'm going to let you think on that for a moment. Maybe look around where you are right now. You know, what colors are surrounding you? What are you wearing? What does your room look like? Your car look like? Something that I decided when I moved into this space over the summer is I really wanted to make this space beautiful. I wanted to make my room a place I wanted to be. In the past two years at college, I I never wanted to grow roots here. I never wanted to be comfortable here because I, I think I was worried that if I found home in this college town, it would be 
taking away from the home that I feel in Atlanta and that I feel with my family. And I would be hurting them. But what's really hurting them is seeing me in a place that doesn't fit me. You know, what really hurts the people we love is when we're hurting ourselves. So when I moved into this space, I wanted to make it colorful and vibrant and a beautiful, fun space. So I have a bright orange quilt on my bed and I have blue and hot pink fluffy pillows and I have a zebra print snuggie. I have this gorgeous orange and pink and blue tie-dye mandala tapestry. I have so many pictures hanging up that are so vibrant in color. And I have these blue and lime green curtains that I hold back with bright pink pieces of string. I have a pink lamp. My shower curtain is so many different colors. It's pink and orange and blue and green. And I really love this space I've created. You know, slowly accumulating different things, but making it a space that's vibrant and that makes me feel happy and energized. She says objects have energy. I agree a hundred billion percent. You know, those things that you see and maybe they're sitting around your room because you're too scared to let go of them, but the energy they hold isn't great. Maybe it's a gift, an old friend or someone you dated once gave you. And even though looking at that thing makes you kind of sad, you don't want to get rid of it because you kind of like that emotional tie. You can do a couple of things. You can get rid of it and just release that relationship. Maybe you're holding on to that relationship emotionally and you just need to get it out. It's not benefiting you. You could also cleanse that item, perform some rituals over it with some sage or palo santo or even incense and just bless the incense and make a ritual out of it and cleanse that object of its original energy, give it a new life. You know, these things around us hold, hold energy. They're vibrating, literally, just like we are. And so it's so important to make sure that what's in our space, it's affecting us directly. So we have to make sure it's things that, that benefit us. And this goes so much further than our physical spaces. You know, we have our emotional space, our heart space, your aura. Your aura is the, the energy around you and it's colorful. You can heighten the color of your aura by having a clean space, by having a clear heart space. 
by practicing meditation and breath work, you're strengthening your aura, the energy around you. Making our bodies a good place to live, filling our bodies with vibrant, nutrient-dense food. I love being able to look at my meal and see so many different colors and nutrients. I love looking at my shopping cart and just seeing this abundance of plants and life and knowing that my body gets to absorb all of these things and it's heightening the energy of myself. It's amazing. And this creative approach to color and beauty in our lives and in ourselves does tie into this new moon because this new moon is all about creative approaches and taking on life creatively our goals with a fresh mindset i love that there's also a lot of luck and love and money in the air right now there is a conjunction of jupiter and venus in aquarius and that's bringing a lot of luck and money into the world so if you have a crush on someone reach out to them if you are dating somebody tell them you love them if you're um, in a financial lull use this energy to manifest that abundance that you desire If you feel wealthy, then keep that up. Let that energy stay heightened. Really fill up on it now while it's here. And use this good luck to open up your heart to trust. It's really all about taking a leap of faith. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now I want to chat a bit about my birth chart and read through my birth chart. And I know this might not be super interesting for everybody, but I listened to this other podcast where this girl is constantly talking about her birth chart and how it affects her life and how she uses it in her life. So that's what I'm going to be kind of try to be doing you know, leading by example, not just talking about myself. And I haven't read my birth chart in a little bit. Right now, I'm going to shout her out again at the end. But Bella, who is Goddess Inks astrologer, you can book an astrology meeting with her. You can book a birth chart reading or I guess she does tarot too that's on her little bio I'm reading right now you can do that through Goddess Inc's website at goddessincmovement.com which you can find on their Instagram at Goddess Inc Movement I'm their biggest fan in the world if you didn't know <laughs> so let's look through my birth chart this is going to be fun
So I'm a life path six. Oh, my birthday is April 27th, 2000. If you are curious. <laughs> and it's funny because I was also born at 11:27. So 27, 27. I'm a life path six, which is the number of home and family. Life path sixes are natural protectors. They take care of their family and they value their home, which is also a Taurus quality. They're natural caretakers and have strong parental instincts. So true. Um, I've always felt it in my heart that I just want to be a mother. And it makes me cry. <laughs> Literally, I have tears in my eyes because it's such a deep soul desire of mine. And my North Node being in Cancer proves that. So you have your main life path number. And then you have a partial life path number, which for me is nine because two plus seven is nine. Nine is the number of reflection and energies. They're naturally wise and reflective, which is very true. I'm so reflective. And people tell me I'm wise. I'm not going to just say that on my own, but people tell me that. <laughs> um, people may come to them for advice. They tend to sit back and easily and are easily able to reflect on the areas they need to improve on, which is very interesting because I feel like there's the type of person who will reflect and not change, and then there's the type of person who will reflect and change, and I am absolutely a reflect and change. If I look back on a situation and think, oh my gosh, I handled that so poorly, or I look back at a time in my life and I realize this one aspect you know I was kind of doing wrong or backwards I immediately changed that and that's also a Taurus quality because I can like set goals and set myself up to achieve those goals so if I'm changing something in my life I also have the bullheadedness of being like we're changing this you're starting now and I have the motivation to reach that goal. So I didn't even know it, but I have a Taurus stellium in the fifth house. And I want to learn more about the houses. So maybe I'll get to do that right now together. So a Taurus stellium means that you have five or six planets all under that sign. Interesting. So, if you are a Taurus sun, Taurus is a fixed earth sign ruled by Venus. Um, in the fifth house of joy, romance, fun, pleasure, love, and self-expression. My sun is in also in the eighth degree which is a critical degree for fixed signs interesting Tauruses are kind of a sign of luxury and this always bothered me until maybe about a year ago I was talking to my sister about it and I was saying it really bothers me that all the Taurus memes are about luxury and sleeping all the time and whatever and uh, she was just asking me different questions to make me look at it from a different point of view and uh, 
I understand it now. Like I was literally telling you about how I wanted my space to be somewhere beautiful and inviting. And it means so much to me that my room is always clean. That everything is organized and put together. And there's a good flow throughout the space. They have a sense for style and beauty in the more natural forms. Being an earth sign, they are practical and hardworking. Very determined, a bit stubborn. Fixed signs have a hard time with change, which is so true. This is interesting. My chart says it is extremely important to your sense of self that you can be fully you. You are not one to dim who you are. Which is something I was thinking about the other day. And this is deep, but I feel like there are very few people in my life who really see me and who really know me. And it can be really hard to have people who you think you're super close with not fully see you. Or people who think they're close to you, think they understand you and see you, but they really don't. And it's something really important to me that I'm seen for who I am and that I'm seen for just being enough as myself and that I don't have to put up a front at all. And I don't dim who I am. If I find myself not meshing with a group of people, I don't hang out with them anymore. Or if I find myself being asked to be dim or kind of being shut down by the people around me, I don't hang out with them anymore. And that can lead to a lot of time alone. But it just... It requires patience to wait for the people who do really see you and do really love you. My son conjuncts Jupiter. You may be very optimistic and cheery. You have good intentions in life and come off as, off as genuine and authentic. You place emphasis on fairness and equality in your life. All these things are super true. I'm very optimistic. I want to think the best of everybody and everything. I would say that I'm genuine and authentic, just like not wanting to dim myself. I might be quiet and reserved, but what I do say is is true. And I'm always saying, that's fair. We need to do what's fair. <laughs> My son squares Neptune. I don't want to go through this every step of the way, but I'm just kind of reading through this and I'll pull out what's interesting. This is interesting. Your ego might have a hard time accepting your spiritual side and imagination. I do think that for a while I was afraid of my spiritual side and over these past three months 
maybe more like two I've had this huge spiritual awakening where I've really just doved dived into my spiritual side and just really let her go and over the past year I've been tapping more into her but there was fear associated with it it wasn't judgment but there was some fear of like what if I open the door to this and something bad happens or what if I am channeling and I find out something scary and recently I've just surrendered to opening up my heart and when you open up your heart I'm really flooding my energy with love so in my mind if I'm kind of visualizing this if I'm only working from my crown my third eye chakra and I'm channeling and meditating always focused up here in the mind then I could bring something not great in but if my heart is open and my sphere is flooded with love then one there's not really much room for darkness to come through and two my vibrations just heightened and love is going to flood out any darkness that comes through and I'll learn from it and then it will just be washed away and diluted with love interesting so like I said my moon is in Aquarius Aquarian Aquarius moons are very independent free thinking and intelligent being an air sign they are easily able to detach from their emotions which can be a good and a bad thing. This is really interesting because I talk about being an observer all the time and just stepping aside and observing things. And I think that that does come very natural for me and it might not for everybody. It's definitely a practice. But that's interesting that it has to do with Aquarius moons. And being independent 100%. (laughs) I'm so independent that it can be a bad thing. I'll choose to do so many things on my own that I I could ask for help or do with other people. That again aligns with being a Taurus sun and a Capricorn south node. Well, in their second house, which is my moon is in the second house. She says, in the second house, your moon could manifest as someone who places a heavy emphasis on financial security a strong daily routine, and your habits. You seriously need a private place to unwind that's truly yours. You get frazzled or feel out of sorts when you aren't able to stay in routine. This is so true. It's so funny how much Aquarius aligns with Taurus because they're both fixed signs. Um, Financial security, I'm really laid back with money. You gotta spend money to make money. You gotta welcome in that flow. (laughs) Yeah. Money doesn't really scare me. Or worry me. There's enough to go around. Strong daily routine. 100%. I love having my private space. um, And I do 100% get frazzled or feel out of sorts. When I'm not able to be in my my routine, traveling can be really hard for me. Because I'm not able to have that stability. So it can leave me super, super drained. 
my moon sextile is Mercury. And sextile is an aspect formed by two planets at 60 degrees. So the energy flows really easily between these two. It says your emotions and your way of communicating go hand in hand. You are easily able to express your emotions. And it's super important for you to communicate them. Okay. It is super important. But it's also hard for me sometimes. This says Aquarius can be reserved in private. Yeah, so I definitely am reserved in private and expressing emotions is super important to me, but it's not super easy for me. I'm just thinking about the last relationship I was in. It was so hard for me to express my emotions because I I was really afraid of his judgment. And I kept saying, you know, soon I'll feel comfortable enough to share everything with him. It just needs time. It needs time. And then... I never got there and we broke up <laughs> um but yeah it's definitely important to me and it was on my mind a lot in our relationship but it wasn't easy for me this says my moon sextiles venus you're friendly inviting and soft true and able to access your feminine side true you may feel that people gravitate towards you and you have luck in romance. That might be true. Um, in high school, my friends always teased me that I was a flirt. But, you know, the last three years, I've dated one person. Sir, I don't know. <laughs> Extremely passionate and determined. Very true. When I make up my mind, I do something. Okay, this one has stars next to it. Let's talk about this. Moon conjunct Uranus. This is a very strong aspect in your chart. You have a key need to be acknowledged as unique, a free thinker, and someone who is a complete individual. It's important for you that you are not thought of as normal or mundane. You are a complete individual and often express yourself as such. Others also see you as one. Any aspect to Uranus? <laughs> any aspect to Uranus? <laughs> That's a sense of rebellion and individuality to the native. You are naturally open-minded and welcoming of outsiders. Okay, let's take this one bit at a time. I feel like this can sound really annoying. This note, you know that it says I have a need to be acknowledged as this unique person. But something that strikes me is it also says the need to be acknowledged as someone who is a complete individual. And I think that this is really true and really interesting. And it's kind of what I was saying about being seen someone seeing me as Raleigh 
as my own person. Oh my gosh. Something just clicked in my head. I have chills and I might cry. Um, this is really, really interesting. Any aspect to Uranus adds a sense of rebellion and individuality to the native. Being the complete individual and having this sense of individuality and uniqueness um, is really interesting and what clicked in my mind is that my whole life I've had two sisters and we've always been really tied together especially my older sister and I and this is really deep and not something I was expecting to talk about. Um, and it's still something that I'm kind of figuring out and handling. But there's this comparison that I have in my head between my older sister and I. And I love her with my whole heart and my whole being. And she's my absolute best friend. And there's no, this is nothing against her whatsoever. But I do have a bit of a complex because she's the coolest person in the world and everybody knows that and everybody says that and everybody is super attracted to her and we all know that she's incredible and that makes me sometimes feel lesser so often basically my whole life I've just felt like sister and not Raleigh and this need to be acknowledged as someone complete and individual is really true because I have felt just like Blank's sister for so long. So being seen as an individual by somebody else is really important for me. Having Being in a relationship with someone or having a friend where I know that that person wants to be Raleigh's friend or in a relationship with Raleigh. And it's not just I'm friends with the Hutchison sisters. Or I'm dating Raleigh, but I really like that's never happened to me. (laughs) And I hope it never does. Well, that's really wild. And I am shocked that it says that in my chart and that I've been having those realizations this past week being needed to see as a complete individual.
Well. Okay. Well, let's keep going. I really like the part about outer planets. I have a lot of Aquarius in my chart. This is really interesting. You have unique ways of making money. That has to do with my lack of attachment to money. Interesting. That's my Uranus and Aquarius. And it says that I'm open to different routes um, of success, kind of, is what it's saying. You're able to do things the untraditional way, which is so true because a few months ago... I was having this conversation with my sister about how growing up there was always a bit of shame placed on people who had two jobs. If someone's mom had two jobs, it was kind of like, uh, your one job doesn't make enough money so you have to have a side job. Oh my gosh, how annoying is that? I am more than happy to have four jobs that I really care about than one big job that I hate. And I expect that the rest of my life will be like that. A hundred percent. And it aligns with my Neptune in Aquarius. It says you may have broad dreams and a big imagination. And you may have an ambition to monetize them. Every dream I have. I'm taking on and sure i'll monetize it why not i'm considering monetizing this podcast (laughs) you may also incorporate spirituality into your routines and habits along with trying to make a living off of it um being a yogi being a pilates teacher this podcast is all about spirituality oh man my pluto and sagittarius so like i mentioned earlier about the pluto um lines on your map being a place of rebirth and death and transformation and change that's the same with my pluto and sagittarius so it's everything hidden in your life everything hidden in the universe and your spiritual self this says for me you need a lot of alone time and may feel disconnected from the world at times Your Pluto is RX, which means you are very protective of yourself and can be defensive. In this case, you may also feel misunderstood by people. You have a dark side that you feel like others don't understand, and you can feel a sort of regret or longing for people who do understand. You may go through intense periods of transformation that you feel like others don't understand. You have a strong urge for reinventing yourself that might make you feel like you don't fit in with others. All of this is so intensely true. So literally what I was saying that I feel like I'm not understood as myself. And I have that desire and that need to be understood by people who truly love me and care about me. I don't want to be understood by everybody. But I just want a group of people who do see me and love me for me. 
you may often go through intense transformations where people don't understand you that's so true there have been you know times in my life and right now is one of them where I've gone through huge reawakenings and lost people because they just don't really understand why that transformation was really necessary for me I don't like staying in one place I want to keep evolving myself my Lilith is in Capricorn Lilith represents yourself or things you may shame about yourself it also indicates your darker side she's a dark goddess this says you may be very dedicated to your career but feel like you're never good enough for it this is really interesting because if I just think about a moment a few months ago where I was crying because I felt like I wasn't good enough to be a fitness instructor. And the next sentence in this is, it says you may secretly care about what other people think. Oh my gosh, and then it literally says, in the first half you may be self-conscious or care about your appearance a little too much. Wow, okay, so I'll read you those three sentences all together. <laughs> You're very dedicated to your career, but you may feel that you are never enough for it. You may also secretly care about what other people think. And this being in the first house, you may be self-conscious or care about your appearance a little too much. Because there's a standard in my mind that I have to be like shredded to do it. And... You know, I care if my Pilates students are like, well, she's not ripped, so why would I take her class? And that's me being self-conscious about what I look like. And I've moved on from this a lot. I've made leaps and bounds towards being more accepting of myself. A hundred billion percent. Um... You know, if I think about myself a few months ago, this was a huge part of my mind. A lot of my mind was consumed by this and being a different person today, you know, in so many aspects, this is a big one. This has been a big level of change in my life that I've learned to accept myself physically so much more and... I'm a lot less self-conscious about my appearance, but it's, it is a constant dialogue in my head and reminder to just be more accepting and compassionate for myself and affirming that I am good enough for everything I desire to do because I have those desires for a reason. What... Bella told me about my South Node being in Capricorn and that tying into my son being in Taurus, you know, them both being Earth signs, is she said, you're very comfortable being alone. So true. Um, she said, you're very good at 
setting goals and you're very comfortable in achieving those goals you know how you work so you know how you can achieve these goals you're also she also said something about being secure and like learning and always wanting to learn i think she said something about that which has to do with my moon being an aquarius as well um that they're very into intelligence and are constantly learning so in my mind i see this south node in capricorn is a very structured mindset a very independent mindset that likes to have an equation for things my north node is in cancer this says in cancer you have a strong innate motherly instinct who is focused on family and her loved ones you have a strong desire for deep connections in all aspects of life you can also show the gift of intuition and an interest in the metaphysical in the eighth house the health of house <laughs> health. being in the ace the eighth house gosh that is a tongue twister the eighth house is the house of sex and intimacy other people's things or their money it's also the house of the hidden the occult and the taboo eighth house placements have an interest on these kinds of things how i see it and some thinking i've been doing over the past few days is that my north nodes yearning being for this free loving motherly nurturing self i know that's my soul's purpose is to just love and have deep connections and rich intense you know life this interest in the metaphysical this intuition and desire for depth in all things i know that's so true for me and that's what i've been working for and i feel like right now i've been trying to reach these things freely in the past i think i've known these things about myself and i've known these desires but i've always tried to approach them from that capricorn taurus analytical more sense you know if i want to be a mother my capricorn self would say okay take care of your body find a husband have a house do all these things and that's also kind of like a masculine energy approach Or if I want to have deep connections. My Capricorn self will say. Spend time alone. And wait for those people to come to you. You know I don't. I don't waste my time and energy on people that I don't really connect with. And that's a blessing and a curse. Because I spend a lot of time alone. But I also spend my energy well when I do spend it but I know that it's my heart's desire for those deep connections 
and I'm okay with that time alone, that time to be independent. Yeah, I think it's super interesting knowing your birth chart and figuring things out. I looked at my recording when it was at 3.33, and then I looked at my computer when the time said 3.33, and then I just looked back at my recording and it said 444. <laughs> uh, the angels are like, thank you for sharing, we needed you to do that. Alright, wrap it up. <laughs> Oh wow, the last sentence on my birth chart says your MC is in Libra. I don't know what MC stands for. Midheaven? I don't know, but my MC is in Libra and it has to do with your career. So the very last line on my birth chart says it could also point to careers in the fine arts and or in writing. Wonderful. Growing up, I always wanted to open up a dance studio. I still could. I love writing. It's one of my biggest passions ever. It's one of my greatest desires is to just write books and just write. And a lot of people ask me what led to this podcast, and it really is just my love for words and my love for sharing information and knowledge and teaching and learning constantly, being in that flow. And I know that not everybody is going to sit down and read 10 pages, but a lot more people will pop on a 30-minute podcast while they're doing something. And if I can still deliver that information to them in a beautiful, articulate way, then I feel satisfied. I hope that you all learned something. I hope that you all were able to enjoy our last bit of time together. And let me know what you guys think about the structure of this episode pulling a card, reading a little excerpt from my Journey to the Heart book. You really learned a lot about me here. <laughs> I cried. Maybe you cried. Reach out to me, DM me, text me, call me. Leave a comment if you're on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. I love hearing from each of you and it means so much to me that you come back and listen and open up your heart and your mind to whatever comes to you in this message. If you are interested in getting your birth chart reading done, you can go to goddess inc movement on instagram click on the website in their bio and go to an astro reading with bella usenza or go to bella's instagram at bella underscore u s e n z a this is not sponsored this is not paid for i just really care about these girls and i want the best for them 
and yeah apparently having covid makes you super hot and into astrology and chatty <laughs> oh if you want to follow me and you don't already you can follow me at raleigh hutchison with a shared h on instagram and this is real talk with raw on all platforms Thank you again and namaste.